It's about 4.30 in the morning on Tuesday, September 11th, and I am packing up to go to Seattle. Very tired, but very excited. See you soon, Alexis. Hi. My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Don't you find it peculiar that we both look so much alike? Twins, Basil, twins. That's a cold to the bone, right? And do you all have that twin thing where you read each other's thoughts? Hi, I'm Alexis. And I'm Nicole. You're listening to Double Take, a twin cast. If you've been listening along, you've heard that we're usually recording from opposite coasts. Last episode, we mentioned we were in the same place together. Yep, I tagged along with my husband, Chris, on a work trip. He suggested it as a belated birthday get-together, which, well, was a great idea. We even got to have a shared birthday party for the first time in ages. This is us when we turned one. Can you tell the difference between the babies? Because I'd be able to tell. I've known you as a solitary being. Well, and everybody should maybe have put this away. You know what's funny? Where I know what I said, I really can't tell our voices apart there. Yeah, I can't either. It's just kind of unnerving, actually. (laughs) I'm paying much more attention to it now that we've been doing this podcast. I understand why nobody knows which one of us is calling unless caller ID is on the phone. Oh my god, I never thought about that. Yep. So, Alexis, you had a great idea for something to do while I was out here visiting. Yeah, I thought it'd be a great time to test out that walking in a straight line theory about mirror image twins. The theory, as far as I understand it, is that if Every person, when you walk in a straight line, actually curves either to the left or the right. Mirror image twins curve in opposite directions. And so we had to find a field, walk blindfolded, and try to walk in a straight line. What I'm thinking is that we go to either side of those poles, close our eyes, and walk towards each other. It's not going to work. We're going to see. I guess if we're walking towards each other, if we're veering opposite directions, we'll veer into each other too, right? Depends on the opposite directions. If we go out or in. Oh, right. Yeah, so we'll see. Okay, I'm at the end of the soccer goal, and I am looking at Nicole. Okay, so I'm at my pole. It seems like we're directly across from each other. Are you ready? Okay, one, One, two, two, three. three. Close eyes and walking straight. I'm not sure how we're gonna know when we're done. So I'm just walking towards Alexis, my eyes closed. I'm trying to stay in the straightest line I possibly can. And I can't tell where I'm going. And I'm putting my hands out in front of me. I want to open my eyes. Walk, walk, walk. Okay, I'm at the end of the soccer field. And I'm watching Nicole and she's headed, she's gonna walk into the goal. And that's the fence. So we kind of did veer, we definitely veered. We veered and we veered at the same angle. Did we veer in opposite directions? I don't think so. So let's see what happens if we walk from the same... Same direction. Same direction, yeah, instead of at each other. Okay. And I'm wondering if I'm gonna end up in the net, whereas she ended up to the right of the net. It's really scary to walk in a field with your eyes closed. And I landed in a different place than I landed before. I don't understand, I just veered way far. This is not consistent at all. She needs to stop. She's going to run into a fence. (laughs) And I ended up way past the net, almost at the fence. But we do seem to be veering slightly opposite. Kind of? I don't know. 
We both went the same direction that yeah, time. Yeah, that didn't. I also wonder, field might not be large enough. Field may not be large enough. The field, it's not flat. And so what are we doing as far as like adjusting for the tilt of the field? Possibly. Are we using the street noise to sort of locate ourselves? Well, for a highly unscientific... I mean, that was fun. I'm glad we did it. I think... Inconclusive. Yes, inconclusive. We'll have to look at the studies and see what they found and what we did incorrectly in our attempt to replicate in a schoolyard. Yeah, I mean, this is also, like, smaller than a soccer field. And we don't have somebody else to, like, keep an eye on us and tell us if we're about to run into something. We might have more confidence to really go for the straight line. Were we not, like, I'm going to smack my face against a goalpost. True. All right, well, that was go fun. Go experiment. If you want to see some video of our test, you can hop over to our website, doubletaketwincast.com. We'll post up a little bit of our wonderfully scientific adventure. I bet people at the park thought we were little nuts. Yeah, probably. Nicole, you suggested another thing we've talked about haven't really done much with. Our twin line. Oh, yeah. When we first set up our twin line, we weren't really sure what we'd get. But we've gotten some really great voicemails. Hi, Nicole. It's Allison. And I have... A question for you guys. How does your guys' kind of identity or feeling about yourself out in the world change the first time you went to college or out on your own and you guys were apart and people didn't really know that you were a twin unless you told them? Like, how did that make you, did that change what you felt about yourself, like who you were? Was it strange? Was it alienating or was it liberating in some way? Okay, you guys are great. Bye. So I think her question is really interesting, and it's something that we definitely talk to other twins about, but I don't know that we've ever talked about it specifically on the podcast. No, I don't think we have, so now's a really great time to talk about that. So going to college was the first time we ran into people that didn't know us first as twins and second as ourselves, and so it was an interesting experience that I think took a little bit of time to kind of hit. And I didn't fully realize that people didn't know us as twins until Nicole came to visit me at school. I was part of a cross-country team, and I lived in dorms. And so when Nicole came to visit me in college, there were suddenly all of these women that thought that they knew me very closely and then saw somebody that looked and sounded identical to me. And it was this weird, jarring they felt like they didn't know me at all anymore. I think it's interesting because I really didn't have that experience even in college. And maybe it was because I disclosed that I was a twin earlier or something. But I don't know that people were surprised. They didn't feel like they were betrayed the same way it seems like your friends sort of felt like they were betrayed. My friends were just kind of like, nice to meet you person who looks very much like my friend. To track back to Allison's question of, you know, how did our personal identities change, if they changed at all, I realized that being a twin was just something so inherent to meanness, and it felt strange to have to overtly explain something that is just me. I don't know. I don't know that I, I felt like it changed anything about the way I interacted with people, and it didn't change anything about my perception of myself, because I knew I was still a twin. So I don't know that it really had much of an effect other than it was nice to be known as myself and not part of a pair. 
because I know in high school we did have, well, we had a lot of great friends like Allison who were friends with both of us. We did have some people who, if they got in a fight with you, couldn't handle still continuing our friendship with me. They didn't know how to be friends with one of a set of twins. They only could handle both of us at the same time. And I think that's why it was so hard for me in college where it was nice to be known as myself and then to have to explain that I'm part of a set, essentially, and to have that information dramatically change the way people were interacting with me. It felt like, that's who I've always been. Why can't you handle this? So I've been known as myself, but still that wasn't enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hi, my name is Tiffany from Wisconsin, and probably a frequently asked twin question, do you feel each other when you need each other? Do you have a connection spiritually, intellectually, or just a human basic need? Just wanted to know. Okay, well, you guys are super cute, and I enjoy seeing your twin posts. So, thanks. That's adorable. I think what she's trying to ask there is, Alexis, if you're upset about something, do I sort of feel it and know, like, oh, I should call and check in? I think the answer is kind of categorically no. Yeah. There have been times where I've had a nightmare or something where you're in a bad situation and I'll either text you or call you and say, like, hey, I know this is silly, but I had a really bad dream. Are you okay? And usually you are. Well, I think that we definitely reach out to each other consistently if we get that bad feeling in our guts. It's not normally connected to anything. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think what may come across as a connection is just being close sisters. Right, because you're one of the first people I'll reach out to. So you're aware of what's going on in my life and you can sort of anticipate like something if it has potential to get worse and you'll know to check in. But I don't think it's a telepathic twin connection. Again, I think it just goes back to being close sisters. Yeah, I think that's accurate. My husband, Chris, also suggested that we put out a call for some additional questions on Facebook. We got one from mom. Um, I guess it was kind of a last minute request. Yeah. So mom's question was, if you could choose to be a twin, would you? I'm honestly not sure how I'd answer that, but two twins we went to school with both chimed in with their definite yes. Why aren't you sure how you'd answer? I don't know. It's not something I've ever thought about as an option. Alexis, what would you say? I mean, I think that my answer would be yes, 100%, partly because it's the only reality I've known. And so I don't think I would choose to have a different situation at all. I desperately love having a sister. I love being part of a quasi outsider group. We get to be part of a cool club. We didn't even have to do anything to be part of this club. So yes, I would definitely choose to be a twin again. I think the unique experiences we've had, I wouldn't give up for the world. Yeah, that's true. I just, I guess I never thought of it as an option to not be a twin. So to have to choose to be a twin is something that like, yeah, obviously, but it's not really a choice. True. Thanks again to everyone who came to our birthday party. It was really fun. It was awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for helping clean up and all the food and all the wine everybody brought. Much appreciated. We have amazing friends here in Seattle and it was awesome to get to share them with Nicole. Thanks also to everyone who called our twin line or has left us a note. We appreciate all of your encouragement. And thanks to all of our listeners sticking with us on this journey. As always, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call our twin line at 201-540-TWIN. 
You can also visit us online at doubletaketwincast.com or send a note to doubletaketwincast at gmail.com. And again, we'll put up some videos of our twin tests online and some photos from my trip out here. Our theme music is from My Bubba. Additional music is from the Free Music Archive by Paddington Bear. You can find links on our site, doubletaketwincast.com. We're produced across coasts in New York and Seattle by me, Nicole Vergala, and me, Alexis Vergala. Thanks for listening. More episodes soonish. Twin.